up, everyone? This is Julianne Fawcett Johnson, and I'm your host of this podcast called Behind the Athlete. Um, If you don't know me already, I'm a professional volleyball player and a self-proclaimed singer-songwriter. I have been playing volleyball since I was 14 years old, and I've been singing since before I can even remember. Um, A little bit about this podcast and how it came to be. Uh, I decided to start this podcast about a year ago when I started looking at my own experiences as a pro athlete. Um, I used to base a lot of who I was on my performance on the court. If I was great, it was all good. If I struggled in a match or practice, I pretty much was doomed. So I started to become mentally drained throughout my career, uh, professionally especially. And it wasn't until I was injured, uh, the universe is mind, you get what you wish for, which is what I was wishing for was a break. Um, And so I got that through injury. And that was when I realized that I am more than just a volleyball player. And I needed to figure out who I was outside of the court and outside of the game of volleyball. So during my injury, I started my recovery and I started thinking about things that I could do while I was injured that didn't have anything to do with volleyball. Um, And one of those things was to start singing again. So I started singing again when I was really, really young. I sang in choirs throughout middle school and high school, I was in musicals and uh, sang the national anthems in college, kind of fell off with music as I went through uh, my pro career. And so during this injury, it really was a time for me to actually do what I've always dreamed of doing, and that was writing and putting out an album of some sort. And so uh, instead of sulking, which I did for the first month of being injured, I turned it around and I said, hey, you know what? This is time for me to figure out who the heck I am. Who is Julianne? And so I set out to write the album. It's called Complete. It's out on iTunes and Spotify and all that good stuff. But besides that part, it wasn't really about putting it out into the world more than it was about healing myself through writing, uh, through singing, something that brings me joy. It's my passion outside of volleyball. And so... When I thought about my experiences, then I kind of wondered if other professional athletes or top athletes out there had the same experience of going through life, putting all of their life's work into one thing, which is sport, working really hard at it, um, and then realizing, hey, this isn't everything. Like, I can't do this forever. What are some other things that I like to do? And so the more that I've had conversations with some fellow athletes and friends of mine, uh, the more that I see that this is pretty common. And so what I'm finding in these conversations is a lot of people have outside passions besides their sport. And so it helps them to take mental breaks from the game and to hone in on those passions um, that we find actually make us better when we are performing um, at the highest level. And so I wanted to go ahead and create this podcast to show others out there, especially young athletes, that it's okay not to just have your sport. You can do other things, um, explore yourself, find out who you really are and, and know that all your eggs shouldn't be in one basket. It's okay to work really hard and to become really good and excel greatly at your sport. That is amazing. And that's what all of these athletes, including me have done their whole life. But It's also really important to explore other sides of you, um, to not depend and put your identity into this one sport. And so through these conversations, the hope is to show young athletes and the rest of the world what kind of people these athletes are. We already know how great these studs are when we watch them perform, but I want to know who they are and what are their passions. So with that, 
Let's get into this first conversation, which is with fellow professional volleyball player, Carly Lloyd. Carly is a 2016 Olympic bronze medalist. She played volleyball and got her degree at Cal Berkeley, where she made history with her team by bringing them to Final Fours and to a championship match. She was an All-American and was the National Player of the Year. Carly is also my best friend. And this conversation took place about a year ago in Brazil, where she was playing her professional season. And I was visiting her as a retired player, which now I am reinstating myself into the professional volleyball realm and I will be going and playing in Italy this year against Carly so stay tuned for another follow-up episode but this episode took place like I said about a year ago and this was when I was first setting out to put my podcast together and Carly was the first person I thought of because when I have conversations with Carly off the mic Uh, It's a lot about our passions outside of the game of volleyball. We have played volleyball together since we were 15 years old on the same club team. We went to separate colleges and found ourselves on the same professional volleyball team in Italy our second season. We also played for the national team together on a few occasions. Um, But Carly has always been somebody that has helped me on my journey with volleyball and vice versa. But we've also helped each other as people. And we have a lot of the same passions. We have a lot of the same likes. Um, And I find that she's a very, very, very interesting person. So this conversation is one near and dear to my heart. Um, we dive deeper into who Carly is and how she loves connection. And she seeks out connection with people, with uh, connecting with her body and her mind. And she does tons of things to help her balance the on-court intensity that she has to go through and the lifestyle that she lives. So let's dive deep and find out who Carly Lloyd is behind the athlete. Hi, Carly. <laughs> we are live in Brazil in Uberlandia. I'm here with Carly Lloyd, and we're going to talk about her outside of volleyball. We know that She's a brilliant athlete, um, an Olympic medalist, and a world-renowned setter, so one of the best setters in the world. And um, we know all that. That's up front. That's pretty much how the world probably views you. And what we want to know, though, is who you are behind all that and what makes you such a special person because I know that person, (laughs) but the world doesn't and and I think it's super important to understand the brilliance behind the athlete like why are they such a good strong um well-rounded mindful um spiritual person um and that that's probably what makes them really good um so anyways we want to know what your passion is (laughs) and if that is outside of volleyball or if it is volleyball my passion is connection. Mm. Um, and I think you probably know that my, maybe even more than anyone else in the world, <laughs> honestly. But I feel like I live, um, or I feel like I'm most alive when I'm connected to the moment or the people around me. Um, and there, there's a a beauty and like depth of conversation, getting to know someone and like feeling that person on a deeper level. And so I think my passion, like my greatest passion is connection. And I do find that on the court. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I love the game, but I find it more off the court Mm -hmm. in daily living and meeting people and spending time with people like I have been with you. Carly, what was your major in college? I majored in social welfare. um, And I actually, with that major, I got to take 
classes in whatever other studies I liked. So I took a lot of psychology classes. That was originally my plan when I went to school, mm-hmm. was to, to major in psychology. Um, but I ended up majoring in social welfare. And then I had a minor going in education at the time, too. Um, I didn't end up finishing that part of it, but I graduated with my class in 2011. With, um, and my undergrad was in social welfare. And when you decided to major and minor in those um, fields, what was your understanding of how you would pursue it? And would it be after volleyball? And what would that look like? Well, at the time when I went to school, I was thinking that I would be... I was really passionate about psychology. I was passionate about um, maybe either being like a family counselor or a marriage. Like, I just love relationships and I wanted to contribute to like making them better for other people. And um, so when I chose social welfare, usually a lot of people that have graduated with social welfare end up being social workers and working with um, broken homes a lot of really hard situations for children and adults. And at the time when I was going through it, I honestly was talk- like having real conversations with myself, like, could I do this kind of work when I finish? And the answer was usually no. It's really heavy, and I'm really sensitive to that, especially if I'm emotionally connected to something or someone. So at the time, it, I knew that it wouldn't be social work, but... I still had a passion for psychology and for counseling and things like that. And um, since then, it's totally transformed. I mean, I've gone through years of um, getting counseling myself. I'm, I've, I've worked with psychologists, a sports psychologist, a psychiatrist, and I had a life coach for a full year in 2016. And that type of work is, I feel, I'm really passionate about. Um, service in um, helping people just cope with things or or, like find ways to live more fully or to trust themselves or trust the world or um, have deeper connection in relationships Um, so it's transformed into I still feel like I belong in that world somehow Mm -hmm. I just don't know what it looks like yet clearly (laughs) but I just really I mean I'm really passionate about living fully Mm -hmm. and uniquely like living your truth and finding out what that means because I I think that a lot of us are especially as athletes we are kind of our identity is being an athlete and we're there's so much more to life than just pushing ourselves like mentally and physically as hard as we can every day and I feel like I'm on a journey of understanding more of what that looks like and like what I how I can help the, the world. <laughs> I love that. Um, can you talk about the, expand a little more on the port, importance of athletes having an understanding of who they are outside of the sport that they play? Like why is that super important for you and how has it helped you balance your life? Like when you get to this point as a professional, and as um, an Olympic level athlete, what? How do you balance not making it everything that you are? Yeah, that has been a journey in itself. And if I talk a little bit about where I've come from, I've come from a family of athletes, and um, which I'm so grateful for because it helped me like work really hard and set goals and go after them. And I wouldn't be here today without like that mold. Um, But for a long time growing up, that's all I like really identified with was like, okay, I have, I'm a volleyball player and I have these dreams and these goals in volleyball and I'm working as hard as I can. I'm sacrificing everything else for this goal. And um, it was, it's an interesting like mind concept because then if you lose you identify with that loss and like you're you're a loser or like I um, I would feel really I would and I still do sometimes but I'm working through that um, you feel like you've failed like as a person but um, I think that's because as athletes we are so into 
maybe whether it's individual or a team sport, so into what you're doing, you're performing, you're, and then, and then if the outcome doesn't turn into a win, because that's ultimately what everyone's working for, then like, it's like your world flips upside down. So for a long time, all I was thinking about and working towards was being like the best volleyball player I could possibly be. And it still is a big part of why I'm playing the game and what I'm working for. I would love, I want to feel what the best version of me on the court is. But in the last four to five years of playing, um, I've also accepted that I'm not just an athlete and I there's so much more to life than just competing and performing and that I have other passions. Like I've talked about connecting with people and thinking back to like, what can I do after volleyball? And when we have this well-rounded idea of like being an athlete and a person, it helps to alleviate the, the pressure of having to be perfect. Like even if you have a bad practice or you're going through a tough time on the court, like I can come home and I can pull out the book that I'm reading at the time, which lately I've been studying more um, about yoga, different types of yoga. Um, and I can pull out that book and I can really get dive into what that is and how that feels. And it, it allows me to see that I'm not just this athlete on the court that has to perform. There's other things that I can do. My brain, it feels good to expand that, my, my brain and my awareness of what it is that I enjoy. So the more I've done this work and just allowing myself to like have other passions and, and be excited about other things, it makes court life just as exciting, but less stressful. And I'm not, honestly, I'm not positive if that is the same for every athlete, but for me, it's been really important because for a really long time, this is the, all I thought was like, I, I'm a volleyball player and I've, I, I want to be the best. So like, what do I have to do and grind through injury and pain and like depression and a lot of really, really heavy things because like I had this one thing that I was, so I needed to be that every day. And now it's, it's not, I see that it's not just that mm -hmm. like, volleyball isn't going to be forever. I'm not going to be playing forever right. and I get to enjoy it for now, but I also have other things that I'm super excited about trying or learning about. That's amazing. I think everyone needs to hear that in any type of profession because it's so important to, to balance like work-life balance. You hear that a lot now that I'm in more of a corporate setting rather than being an athlete and having that be my sole purpose and job. Um, it, it's really important to understand that work and your home life or anything outside of that is really, it's, it needs to be separate, but also what you do outside is going to help you on your work side. Um, and so I think when I'm hearing you say all of those amazing things, it's showing me that when you come home and you dive into a book that takes you away from court, um, court life and, you know, the pressures of being, you know, perfect all the time, but that transfers back. So you're reading about yoga and you're learning about meditation mm -hmm. from our other conversations that we've had off this podcast. And that has really been cool to see that those are your passions and those are things that you like to learn about and expand on, but you really, um, benefit when you're using that stuff on the court too. Totally. Yeah. There's a balance to it and that that's, what's super exciting about all of this is like, yes, I'm ex I, I get excited about yoga and what it's doing in the meditation that, that we've talked about. And when I study that or when I embrace it off the court, I use those tools when I get on the court. So mm -hmm. it, it is, it's exciting once you like connect everything and I don't know, allow it to be like, it, it's kind of like coming full circle in the moment instead of afterwards being like, oh, I wish I would have done that or yeah. like had applied that before yeah. you, I'm starting to learn that I can, I can have more than one thing going at the same time and like use them mm -hmm. to create like a, I don't know, a, a more um, fulfilling moment every moment experience yeah, yeah. experience yeah yeah totally I love that so 
with that then what is your end goal like with volleyball or with life in general like we know that there's a time limit on being an athlete and playing the game at this high level and so ultimately we know you want to win a gold medal but then beyond that like where do you see yourself do you see yourself continuing to have volleyball in your life or um, is it something that you want to take a completely different route after? It's a great question because it's transformed so much over the years. When I was younger, when I was in college and even shortly after college, I was helping my uncle and my mom with their club teams and I would go home and I would kind of coach or do individuals and I liked it. I, I kind of always thought that I would be a coach because I was kind of told that I should be a coach. Mm -hmm. So it was like this, I don't know, maybe my environment kind of was going to nurture me into being one mm -hmm. one day. And I saw that vision. I always saw myself coaching at a higher level, though, whether it was college or professionally. But in the last few years, as I'm starting to study more um, of the things that I'm really passionate about and in yoga meditation in um, life coach life coaching and I see a big a very great need for athletes to have um, someone next to them in their corner that they can trust that can also hand them life tools in um, whether it's in their relationship from their home lives or like talk just talking about how they're feeling about things or like where pressure comes from I feel like there's a need for that and I, I've needed that and it took me going through years of counseling to realize oh if I didn't have that I don't know where I would be mm -hmm. like so I love the sport and the sport has given me so much but I don't know if I see myself coaching the sport I see I could see myself in it somehow mm -hmm. but more from a standpoint of if I if I can overcome the obstacles that I've had internally my mental my self-talk, my um, using mindfulness more and understanding where pressure comes from and being able to detach from it, those kinds of things. If I can overcome those things now and understand what the tools are, the tools are that are needed, maybe I can be that kind of person in a volleyball setting where I'm to, able to stand next to an athlete and um, I'm not necessarily on the court with them. No one sees me, but I can help them off the court so that when they get on the court, they feel complete mm -hmm. as a person and a player and they have tools that they can use, but from an earlier age, because I feel like we aren't taught at a young age how to deal with things. And I'm talking about being an athlete, but honestly, just being a young woman yeah. in the world yeah. and in relationships or in school like there's so many tools that we need I feel like um, to learn how to love yourself self-love self-respect trust there's so many things that I've been learning in my 20s that I wish I had learned yeah. when I was in my teens so <laughs> that when I was here I you know I already understood what what was coming at me you know so I love the sport and that maybe it will change I'm really open to that I've, I've I feel like things are always transforming as I get every day like every experience I have things transform so I'm really open to change but um, right now that's kind of what I'm seeing oh <laughs> well okay so can we start a business then that <laughs> caters to athletes and and just people in general and be their life coaches yeah. that is such a good idea yeah. I mean I know that you've spent time with a life coach. You've told me about your experiences. And I wish that I had done that while I was an athlete. But even now, like mm -hmm. your mentors and the people that you trust and confide in that have more life experience than you or maybe have studied something that, you know, you feel that you need at that time is so important. And I love the thought of having someone in your corner. That's not just your family. Mm -hmm. You know, they're always going to be in your right. corner. Um, but what about somebody that understands the pressures that you're going through, has done the work to get there and totally can help you get those tools so that you can feel great when you're doing your work? 
That sounds awesome. It does. And it excites <laughs> me when I think about it. I There's days where I know what I'm going through is setting me up to be able to help someone in the future. And yeah. we've had so many conversations where like, I'll call you and I'm struggling and you have the right, you know exactly what yeah. I'm feeling. You're the right thing. You're my best friend. So yeah. it's a different place. Yeah. But if, if I can work through these things that I'm going through and then have this toolkit mm-hmm. to help a younger athlete that I know is going to face these same struggles, but they're going to know beforehand, like, Oh, this is how I can handle this. Or just be more aware that like, it is full of ups and downs. Life yeah. is full of, full of ups and downs, but being on a professional team overseas is full of it. It university, everything is. So just being aware of like those down moments, you're going to learn something in them, but how can you embrace it in a different, uh, in a way, instead of getting down about it, like it's normal to have down feelings, but right. can you embrace it in a way of, I'm going to learn something here or I'm still figuring it out, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's, it's exciting to think, can all of this stuff that I've gone through really help the, our younger generations one day? I think so, but I need to get a better grasp on it first mm-hmm. and I'm still learning so we'll just start a yoga studio where we can meditate and invite people to come learn and get talks and have basically sessions uh, one-on-one sessions with you that sounds like a plan (laughs) i think we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that later Okay, so um, I really want our listeners to understand what life is like as a professional volleyball player. Hopefully, later on in my podcast journey, I'll be able to invite other types of athletes on. But right now, my circle consists of really cool volleyball players. So with volleyball, we know that, you and I know that it's not the glitz and glam um, that we see in some other professional sports Um we have to go overseas to earn a good living and we have to be away from our families, you know, six to eight to nine months out of a year. And then you go and if you're, you know, lucky to be on the USA team, you're going directly and you're spending all your time with, you know, other girls again for another mini season, basically. So what is a day in the life look like for you know, an athlete, you're in Brazil right now, so we can focus on that and, and what your schedule looks like and what you do in between, how you prepare. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Well, this season has been very full. <laughs> um, but an, uh, an example of a day would be like today. Uh, we had weights this morning. Um, I'm usually in the weight gym for about an hour to an hour and a half. And most mornings we have that and then a little bit of um, technica, a little <laughs> bit of <laughs> um, on the court will be like defense or setting or some, some type of skill that doesn't involve much jumping. And then in the afternoon I'll eat, um, have a, I will either make lunch or go to a place around here that that's, they have great food. <laughs> You've experienced yes, that this they week. do. Um, and then I've been taking a lot of naps this season and I've embraced that. It, I don't know if it's with my age or with <laughs> the fact that we've just been training a lot, but I'll usually take a nap and then back to the gym um, this afternoon for a video session and then a two, two three hour practice, depending on how it's going. Um, we train here like, like that, maybe some mornings free of five, days a week and then we have a match day and maybe one day off but with this club this season the way that the schedule has been usually our travel days are our days off so we will you know we'll fly if we fly somewhere for a game um the morning after our game we'll have to fly back the rest of the day we'll have free and then we'll start right back the next morning with weights and practice and so on um it's tough I would say the hardest part about the schedule is it's we're always um, being told where we have to be and what we have to do, um, but it change it can change, and so we have to be willing to not really willing we have to have a lot of patience with how our managers handle the schedule and sending it to us. And 
I'm, I'm a, the kind of person that likes to know ahead of time. I like to plan. I like to have a clear idea. We don't get a lot of time to plan things. So I've learned patience this season. Um, I've learned to stay in the moment and just to go with the flow of how it's going to be. Um, and one interesting thing about Brazil is their concept of time. They, if people are late or a girl shows up late to practice a few minutes or um, we have a, schedule, a scheduled time, but then the coaches show up 25 minutes later, like that's normal and it's okay. Like very different than what I experienced with the national team at home where like if there's a time on the schedule, if you're not there, there's a consequence and you usually say you're sorry and you tell the team you're sorry. Like that does not happen here ever. So it's been a learning process. Every team, every season has been different. And I just went through kind of a weekly schedule of here in Brazil, but it's not like that everywhere I've played. Um, but yeah, oh, and I did miss a little, there's recovery in there as well. Like I spent, I have a yoga mat at home. I have my tools at home to recover, to stretch. Um, and if I need massage or treatment, I'll be at the gym longer, usually after practice in the evening. Um, what a day mm -hmm. is like yeah it's a lot it really is and being here on the other side of things um this is the first time that I've been around a team environment that I used to be a part of um and now I didn't really have to obviously do anything and there was no requirements of me which is so different um and so seeing you prepare and do all these things that you need to do to get yourself ready for your performance and for practices and recovering. Um, it really is a full-time job and it's important, I think, for people to know that about us. And this is not just, it, we're so blessed that we get to play a game that we grew up loving. Mm -hmm. um, most people, not a lot of people play sports growing up. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot get to play mm -hmm. it for, you know, a profession. And, it's really great, but a lot of times we have misconceptions of our lifestyles, and it's really important to understand, like, with being um, a volleyball player professionally, we have to learn other languages. We have to be with teammates that um, are different cultures than us. Um, maybe they don't speak a lick of English, so we're the ones that have to learn, and um, it creates, like, a really well-rounded person, I think. And when you go on and you move on to your you know new journeys later on after this is over you're going to take all of those things um, so it's really great but at the same time it's really important for people to understand and respect the volleyball lifestyle because it's different than a lot of other sports I and, think. and you we've talked about this this week your experience of like using the tools that you gained living overseas in different cultures into your work life now mm -hmm. and to the corporate world it's we are very blessed to be able to experience different cultures, live in different places, learn these languages. Um, you're literally immersed in every part of it because you're there for so long. I live more, more months overseas than I do in our own country. And a lot of people look at me like, oh, you're so lucky. Like your life is so easy. And I just, sometimes I look at them and I'm thinking if you, you probably wouldn't last like mm. one week mm. in the environment that I'm in and the stress that we endure and it's amazing, but you learn to balance it. And honestly, the, the isolation from your family, from um, friends and people that you love and trust and can just talk to, that's one of the hardest things to to deal with overseas. Um, Skype and mm. like WhatsApp and FaceTime are lifesavers. It's amazing that we have these things to connect with our loved ones back home. When we um, didn't our first year, when, can you imagine? Yeah. When we it, first went, played overseas in Italy, I was just using Skype. You just used Skype. Yeah, Skype was the only option. Computer. The connection was not very no. good. No. It was, yeah, it was tough. I had a, I don't remember what kind of phone. I didn't have a phone that had like. <laughs> no. I, I, yeah. I had an iPod. Okay. And I could iMessage okay. um, people that had iPods or iPhone. The first generation of iPhone came out okay. that year, 2000. Maybe it came out, I don't know when it came out, all you techies out there do, but that was kind of like the first generation yeah. iPhone, iPod, um, with like touch screen mm -hmm. and you could 
FaceTime on those devices, but you had to have a Mac or you were Skyping and you had to be home with Wi-Fi, which now it's so great and so different. different. You can have conversations with people back at home, Mm -hmm. any place here, if you have, you know, your data network or whatever, but it's just so that, yeah, that's another cool component we haven't really touched, but yeah. But it's, it's important for the, like the young volleyball athletes that are aspiring to be professionals and go play overseas. There's a, there's the most beautiful things that are going to come. And then there's some really, really big challenges and just knowing that there's going to be both and you're going to learn a lot. And I feel like these years I've talked to other athletes too, like when you're living alone and you're having to, to do these things alone, you learn a lot about yourself and what it is that you need and what make, what brings you happiness. And those are things that you're forced to, you forced to find out because mm-hmm. you, you're living in environments that like you aren't really choosing. Like it's not like you're at home sure. and you can go and just like pick where you want to live. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, they, a lot of times they pick your apartment and if you're going to live with someone or whether you have a car or not. And it's every season is super exciting because there's they're so different and um yeah there are amazing things and lots of challenges Mm -hmm. as well (laughs) it takes a special i think it takes a special you to be able to do this as long as Mm -hmm. you've been doing it um eight years now yeah that's pretty intense. Every year that I would play, I'd be like, why am I still doing this? <laughs> it's, it's hard, but it is a blessing. And I think what I'm learning from this conversation is that behind the athlete means that it's all encompassed into one. And you're being a professional volleyball player and playing volleyball your whole life has shaped a lot of who you are. It has to. Um, you've dedicated so much time and energy to it. But at the same time, finding the balance and you're finding it later on, finding that you're not just a volleyball player has helped you sustain longer, Yep. which is exactly. so cool. I feel like I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, honestly. And people ask me, well, how much longer are you going to play? Mm-hmm. Like how much some people are like, oh, you've got like lots of years left in you. And other people are like, how much longer mm-hmm. are you going to play? Like, you are so tired and like your body is breaking down more than I've ever seen. And I, I, I'm literally, all I do is think and say, I'm taking it literally one season at a time, but like one, like week at a time yeah. at this point, like, am I healthy enough to push through? Am I mentally strong enough to go into another season? Because like you mentioned, we, I will go from this season, I'll finish the end of April, early May, and I will have a couple of weeks, maybe max, and then I'm into the national team gym and I'm there through September there. And then that will overlap the beginning of the next season. So it's not, it is important to have other things and to, to have life outside of this because it's literally all I do Mm. year round is train. I'm in a gym. I'm with the ball I'm pushing weight. I'm so it is important to, to know that there's other things because if I just was stuck in this mindset of like, oh my God, I've got to push through. I got, I wouldn't, it would be too exhausting. Mm. I, I've even had to check in with myself during this season. Like, what am I missing? What am I not taking care of right now? Because mm-hmm. I'm exhausted and I don't know if I can get, make it through. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I started doing more meditation in the morning, waking up a little bit earlier to give myself time before I had to go spend the entire day with my teammates and talk about volleyball and our next opponent and, I mean, this season we've been playing two matches a week, yeah. like minimum. It's been it's been a lot more than what I'm used to. So, um, but you're right. It whenever you do understand that there's more than just the athlete part of you, you can go longer. Yeah. There's there's exciting parts to that because I can have conversations like what we've been having. Whereas in the beginning, I don't know if I ever did really think about like other things that were super exciting mm-hmm. for me and after volleyball it was always like well I'm just gonna play as long as I can I'm play as long yeah and now I'm yeah I'll play if I'm still enjoying it good if I'm still passionate about it and if I'm still healthy enough to do it so important <laughs> can yeah. you can you talk about um 
your process. Um, I know you talked a lot about meditation. You do yoga. You're learning more about yoga. I know you journal a lot. Can you talk about that and how those things really help bring your mind out of Mm -hmm. your work and what you're doing every day? Um, Can you talk about that? Yeah. My... um... My journaling has transformed a lot over the years. I've journaled since I was little. So that's like the one thing that stuck with me forever. Um, But since I met my life coach and went through um, different types of counseling, I've learned that for me, I'm I'm a big time writer. So like I like to write and I had a decompression journal for a while where, where anything that happened on the court or anything that's happening in life that I couldn't quite process right, I would decompress. So I would just like let it all out and just write it like messy whatever it came out came out and then I would either like burn it throw it away or whatever (laughs) or leave it there but that for me was important because I overthink everything I'm doing I have perfectionist tendencies in everything that I do and so it's good for me to be able to let go of that those things that are like weighing on me um I also have a journal that I I write about my dreams and the beautiful things that I like experience every day and visions that I have of like how I want to be or what I'm still working on um journaling is it's a great tool for me and I don't know if it's a great tool for everyone I I have met people that say I just don't know what to write about or like Mm -hmm. I don't know where to start and I get that but I'm it's really easy for me to just pick up the pencil and just start writing like and then it will just transform into something and I've learned to be really um kind to myself with my journaling because it's a space for me to be completely honest and no one else gets really has to see it. So I learn a lot about myself in my journaling. Um, and then the meditation and yoga part, those are transforming and I'm still trying to understand what it is that benefits me the most and what do I truly enjoy the most. And it's been fun having you here and trying different ways and doing it with you. Mm. I mean, there's energy and power in that. And I, I just feel that stillness, no matter what it looks like, whether it's med- meditation, people kind of, I don't know, they, they kind of run away from medit- this thing of meditation because it seems so hard to like quiet your thoughts and mm. not think, but meditation is really just sit stillness, connecting to your breath, sitting, like giving yourself a little bit of time to just be. It's for me having that those few minutes in the morning, they just really help my day I feel more present time slows down so I I but I have to work to make the time for that every day it's not a natural thing because as athletes we get up we got to go or I got to rest I want to sleep but right but as I'm getting older I'm understanding that I get to choose the things that feel good and what I want to invest my time in Mm. and waking up 10 minutes earlier to sit in meditation or sit in stillness or connect to my breath that changes the, the rest of my day. So I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can sacrifice 10 minutes of sleep or, I don't know, like calling someone in the morning for that time for me. It's, it's become a really exciting time and it's no longer work. It's like, but I'm still learning. It's still transforming and I do different things. Um, and yoga is, mm-hmm. I love yoga. And I'm, I just had, there's so much about it that I don't know yet. (laughs) And I get so excited that one day I'll have the more time to really practice it because right now it's hard to add that in every day. Totally. There's, it's physically taxing and I have to be ready to, to perform on the court every day. So I will do it as a recovery tool in the morning. I'll stretch or I'll do a more, just like a wake up yoga but to, I can't do full yoga I get sore it's, yeah it's something that we've talked about this we have to you have to do it daily even if you take two weeks yeah. off or it you come back and you're sore the next mm-hmm. day it's a it's a very taxing thing but such there's so many um benefits to right. it right so I love it and I I still do it I just um it's not like the time yet for me to really embrace it so mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all tools that are so powerful that I really just started incorporating the last like few years of playing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love yoga. 
Carly and I are going to one day open up a studio um, and teach yoga. We already discussed this. Um, I love yoga too, and I think it's something that every young athlete should try and see if it works for them. I think there's so many components to it that are so not physical. Like, it's physical. It's, you know, the poses and you you hold them and, and that's part of it. But, like, when we're talking about all of these mental, like, practices that help you in your game, yoga encompasses a lot of them. Like, it um, turns your awareness inward. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to breathe through it. So you're learning how to breathe, which meditation also helps too. And like the benefits of it mentally are just really, I think I always, whenever I'm doing any type of talk or coaching clinic, I always tell the coaches like, if you have time, incorporate a, like a small yoga practice Mm -hmm. once a week for your kids. Like it helps them slow down. It helps them recover. It helps them learn how to breathe. And like the mental aspect of the game uh, is so important. And like you said, we don't learn that at a young age. So these types of things that you're hearing listeners from Carly are things that you can start now. You don't have to wait till you're in your 20s and you're in a way higher pressure situation than we were when we were playing club at JOs, right? right. But had we had known these things at JOs, right. maybe we would have been able to control our emotions a little bit more and like that could carry on to college where I think I I had a, a, a mental coach in college that we would have one-on-one sessions. It was the first time I ever even knew what that was and knew that that was a thing. Um, and I didn't have a positive outlook on it. I thought I needed help and no one else around me was having the same emotional problems and the same frustrations that I would express. Um, but that's not true. And we didn't learn that till late. And, and I think if we can start teaching our kids at a young age, like right when they start, learn how to do some of these basic things so that you can grow and expand on it, just like any other skill in volleyball. I think it's so important for every athlete to hear, from, in my, my opinion, and I, I just believe that every, everybody could use, it's like having a friend. Yeah. A friend that's a professional in, in how to um, embrace challenges in life. Mm-hmm. In the sport, in life, it's okay if you feel like you need to talk to someone, whether it's a psychologist or a sports psych or a counselor or whatever it is, because learning these tools at a young age will benefit ev- every part of your life. And for me, when you're talking about yoga and the connection on the court, the biggest connection for me is the breath. Mm. And using the breath as a tool. We yeah. we just like breathing keeps us alive. We just like breathe naturally. Right. But if you consciously breathe, mm. you can use it to slow down, you can use it to get excited, you can use it for so many things. And I just I feel like there's these tools like you're saying that could they're just so impactful and it's so exciting to think about like teaching them to a younger a younger girl that's going through something and then she has it from when she's 12 on yeah. instead of 25 right when hats yeah. die hard mm-hmm. at that age it was it's yeah. it was hard for it, both of us yes i think going through it in our 20s and trying to incorporate these habits is a lot harder than have you started it at a younger age when mm-hmm. you're just when habits you're learning them and you do them consistently and then they just become a part of who you are so important it is okay so we're gonna have to go to the airport because i'm (laughs) leaving soon but um what i want to end with is what's one thing you'd want people to know about you outside of volleyball i think that um i just i guess what i want people to know is it's been a really um, hard journey to get to where I am. Like I've, I've embraced a lot of hard things in my life and just like more with open arms as I get older and dreams really do come true. <laughs> 
and you're gonna make me cry because <laughs> they really do. Um, when you believe in them and you put in the work and um, when you are okay with needing help or asking for help or um, just, I don't know, I just feel like people should know that I am at the, the very highest level possible in what I do. Um, but I have a group of people behind me that are there and that support me and um, it makes me love my life even more. I love volleyball and I love competing and it's why I'm still doing it. But life is like, it's such an incredible adventure and there's so much out of our control and when you embrace that and you just go with it, like learn from the challenges and be open to the new experiences and the people you're going to meet. Like, I just feel like it's important for people to know that it's not easy all the time, but, um, I want to say it's worth it. That just, I don't know. It's just be in what you're in and like accept that it might be hard, but embrace it. And I, I don't even know if that any makes sense. It did, and it's so beautiful. Oh, man. I'm like bawling my eyes no. out right now. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, can you tell people where they can find you? I know that you don't like being found. Yeah. Carly does not like being found. But It's not true. People should follow your journey, and where can they find you? I have Instagram, and I have Facebook. My Instagram is Carly Lloyd three, okay. and I am not the most active on mm -hmm. social media. And I, it does have to do with um, living really presently. I, I feel like when I do get like go on social media, it takes me away from me and where I am and what I can do in the moment. So I, but I am trying to do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I, yes, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Carly. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this first episode of Behind the Athlete. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Carly as much as I enjoyed having it. I look forward to our next episode where we have a follow-up conversation. So stay tuned for that. Uh, subscribe so that you get notified for every new episode. Share it with your friends and family. And if you have a question or a comment or just any type of feedback, please email me at info at juliannejohnson.com. You can visit my website, which is www.juliannejohnson.com. There you'll find my music, um, some info about me if you are looking for it. Uh, I also have an Instagram and a Twitter, and that would be at juliannejohnson underscore. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and we'll chat next week.